you'll never be the same There's a fountain flowing From the heart of the Savior Bring your sins and all your guilty stains And let that river of life wash it all away Hello and welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. Each week, we'll tackle tough issues, answer your hard questions, and take a candid look at the Christian faith. Would you mind leaving us a review today? By leaving a review and rating, it helps others to find us, and it would be a huge help. Using your favorite podcast platform, go to our show and leave a rating along with a review, and perhaps next week we will mention you on the show. Today we get a huge treat. Mac Powell is in studio with us. We are excited to talk to him about his new album, New Creation, and he is going to sing some of his favorite Christmas songs. Mac, thank you for coming back. Hey, great to be here. I'm so glad that it wasn't so bad the first time that you were like, well, maybe we'll have him back eventually. Well, you know, we put you back on the list. You know, And this sure is like legit. I mean, last time it was in your office when we're just kind of chilling at a little table. There's stuff everywhere. And now this is like a studio and this is really nice. So, yeah, my office is notorious for just being covered in books and papers. Yeah, and it yeah. was a bit messy. I'm sure I, I didn't clean up. But, uh, yeah, this is the official. And we even have cameras in here. So we now can, I'm nervous we can now. capture your pretty face. I'm so nervous. And your pretty guitar. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're into Christmas season. Mm-hmm. You have a new single coming out. Well, I think it's already it's come out, out yeah. actually. Yeah. Jesus Christ is Born. Right. Uh, that came out November 5th. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing a Christmas tour during the holiday season. What sort Correct. of uh, – talk us through a little bit of the Christmas tour information. So yeah. Have it. Yeah. So it's called the K-Love Christmas Tour. There's a, a great – group of radio stations called K-Love that's throughout the, the U.S., and uh, they, for a number of years, have been doing a Christmas tour with several artists. I love these tours that have multiple yeah. artists on it, because sure. I'm a fan of, of music, yeah. and so to be able to... You get to appreciate... Yeah. And, I get to be part of yeah. it, and and at the same time, appreciate all these great artists and their music, and, and get to, you know, I get a, a free ticket to the show, and get yeah. to hang out yeah, with yeah, them yeah. backstage, you yeah. know, so it's a lot of fun. I'll be out with Casting Crowns. Uh, some good friends of ours, also from Atlanta. Yeah, uh, a brand new uh, band of two sisters and a brother named Kane that are phenomenal, great harmonies and great songs. And interesting uh, name. Yeah, Kane. That's their last name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they said we did Should not. Should we be Kane or Abel? Right, Let's right. Go we Kane. did not pick Kane. That's our last name. <laughs> you know, that's what they say. And so, um, yeah, some great artists. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. What's that like? I think all of us could kind of try and picture it. We all, everyone, yeah. the, you know, there's this sort of like fictitious idea of the backstage pass. Yeah, yeah. Everyone could kind of <laughs> right, like, right. oh, well, you know, is it just chaos, yeah. fusion? Is it is it just there's a musicians little, yeah. identifying with each other? There's a little of, bit of everything. I mean, there there are days when you don't see anybody and everybody's sure. off doing their own thing. Yeah. And then there's a, there's a lot of times where it's like, you know, what are we doing today? Where are we yeah. going to go today? What's for dinner? You know, and you get yeah. to hang out with your friends. It's interesting because... People ask me, when you're on the road all the time, you know, how do you balance road life with being at home? And for me, I think I may have said this in our in our first interview, yeah. that when I'm home, I'm home. Yes. And so there's not a lot of me going out with friends and, you know, going to games. Yes, I do yes, all that yes. on the road. Sure. And so when I'm home, I try to be home. People, Somebody asked me the other day, they said, you know, where do you go 
meet people for coffee. I'm like, well, one, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> and two, I don't because when I'm home, I am home. I do all that other stuff yeah. when I'm on the road. Yeah. So there's a lot of hanging out with friends. Sure. I love going to art museums. I think I've told you that before. Uh, people writing songs together. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. it's kind of like summer camp yeah, right. on the road when, okay. you, when you're on these multiple artist tours. You know, we had um, Coach Ricked uh, mm-hmm. that may hurt you as a Alabama. No, no, Actually, no, probably no. Shouldn't no, no. He's a great, time, he's but, a great man. But uh, but he would always say, when I was home, I was home. Mm-hmm. I didn't have hobbies. My hobbies were right. my family. Right, totally. Because uh, when you're out doing your work, you're working. Mm-hmm. There's joy and there's pleasure yeah. in that as well. But right. then you know, there's that time that you set aside for yeah. your family that's right. dedicated to that. And I love that, that you've got that model as well. A couple of things. So you you had a an album that came out October fifteenth, mm-hmm. New Creation, right. Tell us a little bit about that album, and then we'll yeah. come back to the Christmas uh, episode right. stuff as well. Well, it is my first solo Christian album. For the listeners and and people who are watching who don't know, I was in a band for 25 years called Third Day. <laughs> and if you don't know, shame on you. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Now, I always <laughs> often say there's a lot more people in this whole world who never heard of Third Day than did hear of Third Day. <laughs> okay. But uh, but we had quite a few fans and, and friends and we ended the band in 2018. In June of 18 was our farewell mm-hmm. tour. Mm-hmm. And since then, I'd made a couple of independent country records. I'd been wanting to do country music for a long time, but my day right. job with Third Day kind of kept me busy. And yeah. so I was able to go do that thing that I always wanted to do, go out and play these places that Third Day would have never played. You know, those kind of places in the middle of nowhere, Texas, with the electric yeah. bull plugged up in the yes. corner, those yes. kind of places. Right. And I had a great time doing it. And a lot of really different ministry happens in that that world yeah. than, than what I do with Third Day or did with Third Day. But I always knew I would come back to Christian music, and even though I never really left it, but I but I knew <laughs> yeah, there... You weren't in yeah, the... <laughs> no. In the in the bad territory or anything. Right. Is no, no, no. I, I was, but as far as like the focus of music, genre, I knew yeah, sure. the genre. I knew I would come back and and make a Christian album one day, and so I was able to do that. I started writing for that album in January of 2020, and I thought at the end of 20 I would have a, a record out. And you know, COVID kind of threw a curveball to mm. me and, and the rest of the world. Yes. But the good thing about it was it gave me more time to to develop these songs and come up with more songs, and and I think it definitely made the record. A better album, yeah. and so I've been out on the road touring that with uh, some good friends and different yeah. artists, and having yeah. a blast doing that. And just very thankful to um, to continue to make this music that has not only encouraged me and to help me grow in my faith, but um, and my family as well. But uh, the music that that I make has encouraged a bunch. Of, it's it's kind of like that gift that keeps on giving. I've right. received it from so many artists, yeah. and I'm able to return that to many more people. There's one particular song that's on the radio quite a lot that I'm sure most of our listeners will be familiar with. So River of Life uh, is being promoted quite heavily. Tell us a little bit about that song. Yeah. Yeah, it was a song that I got together with two great writers uh, in Nashville, a guy named Ethan Holtz and a guy named Jonathan Smith. When we got together, Ethan had said, hey, do you remember that old song? That camp song, I got a river of life flowing out of me. We thought it would be cool to have like – a more updated version of something like that. And we less thought campy. of it. Yes, less campy, a little bit more of a pop rock song for the radio. And uh, we started thinking that through and, and talking about it. And what is River of Life? And so coming up with those ideas and searching the scriptures, we actually found in the very last chapter of the Bible, yeah. uh, it says that in Revelation, it says, flowing from the throne and from the Lamb is the River of Life. Yeah. And, of course, we know that's the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting within the medical community, they call the circulatory system, the blood flow is the River of Life. Yeah. And for us believers, we know that our 
life, the river of life, comes from Jesus. And so we just kind of put all those ideas together. Also thinking about, you know, uh, Jesus talking to the woman at the well and him asking her for a a drink of water. And that was such a radical thing that we don't, our our Western minds don't understand. Just talking to her. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And, you know, she was a Samaritan and a woman. He was a man and a Jew, and they were not supposed to be hanging out and talking. And she was kind of just thrown back going, who are you asking me for water? (laughs) The disciples show up and go, why are you talking to her? Right. What's going on here? This is fishy. (laughs) And, you know, he said to her, if you knew who I was, then you would ask me for the water that I can give you. You're never going to get thirsty again from this water and and that well will never run dry mm. and so uh that's really mm. what uh what the song's about yeah deep richness to that now you were telling me that as an artist and as a musician there's kind of different ways that you collaborate or, right. or come to something a lyric right. or a piece of music that, yeah. that flows out of you yeah but then that continues to take shape because i think a lot of us think someone sits there they write the lyric however they come to the you know, however they come to that, and then it just, and then you just sort of give it out to the world, right. and that's it. But you were saying, as an artist, as a musician, mm-hmm. then you perform that mm-hmm. for people, yeah, and then you are actually uh, the recipient, yes. as you kind of talked about earlier. You're actually the recipient of of how that's blessing people, how that's um, working for, right. for 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 In different all those ways. that have heard it, and then that then helps you shape. How yeah. you do it later or yeah. how you work on it or how you, whether you change right. it or Absolutely. not. Absolutely. It sounds so artsy, and I don't mean for it to be that way. But This it is really, why we brought you on the program, <laughs> to, to talk to an artsy person. Yeah, yeah. But it, it really is that way. I think sometimes you don't fully understand whether it's a, a song or a sermon mm. or a book that someone's writing. Yeah. I think you've got the things you want to say, and somehow – God uses that. It's like he takes the the few fish and loaves and multiplies it. He makes it so much more than we think that it is. Uh, And for me, as the artist that's writing these songs, it can speak to me as well. I mean, there there are definitely times you sit down, you write a song. This is what I want to say. This is the objective. And here it is. And that's all it is. And then there are times where you do that, and then God teaches you something. As you said, somebody will come up to me and say, this song spoke to me in this way because this is what I'm going through in my life. And and I think, man, I had no idea. That's I never thought about it that way. And so it's really – it's a beautiful thing that God can take art and work that we do, even if something's not considered art, but just work that we put into making a sermon or writing a book or whatever uh, and and multiply it and and reach us – as the people who make it and other people in so many different ways than we ever thought. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Right? We, don't, we don't do things in isolation mm-hmm. by ourselves, but mm-hmm. that when we give the, the you know, whatever gifting or empowerment that he's yeah. used through us, right. and then that blesses someone else, and then they in turn bless us. Yeah. We've just described the church, right? right? There's this commonality that we hold together. There's this uh, love and then even the teaching that's coming that we're, right. you know, People like you and I will hear from someone saying, such and such blessed me, and you right. think, oh, okay, well, that's actually going to help me formulate how I do things yeah. in the future. And, and and now I've benefited from hearing that yeah. from this other yeah. child of God. And I think God's sometimes working in our lives through us uh, in real time, and we don't fully understand all of that ourselves. Uh, I used to get so mad at the record label. We'd put out a record, and they'd go, they want to do interviews with us, yeah. and go, what's the record about? And i go, I don't know, man. We're just... <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> just trying to make some good music. Yeah, and yeah. then as I go on the road, I know that sounds so silly to so many people listening and watching, but it's like you don't fully understand what it is and what's there until you've lived with it for a little while. And uh, like I said, I know that sounds artsy, but you're right. That's the Holy Spirit working. There are times when a record that I've made, maybe me and the guys with Third Day, songs would be written because of things that happened in our sure. lives and, yeah. and, and stories that we would hear from family members, all those things. And we would take that information, those feelings, all of those emotions, all that stuff, and make a record. And then I'd go out on the road and we'd perform those songs and I'd start talking about those songs. And there's a whole nother story that comes from, yeah. you know, initially it started here, but it ends up in a whole different place. Yeah. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. God does that in our lives. He's an amazing and gracious God. Well, um, we better get to um, the River of Life song. All right. Let me tune one more time. It's like a Bluebird Cafe kind of feel. Right, Except right. It's an audience of one. Yes. I'm here by myself. Uh, you're going to get bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play drums for you. Yeah, there you go. Did you Have you ever been like... Interested in like playing guitar or drums or anything like that? Never, music wasn't a thing. No, it was never a, a gift. Yeah. yeah, I played saxophone one year. Yeah, and we had a, a Christmas concert, and the band instructor looked at me and said, "You just pretend to play. <laughs> you don't play so much." So I put it in my mouth, and occasionally I would squeak out a note, and it was it was definitely the wrong one, and then. He would look at me like, what were, you, what were you thinking? I told you not to play. Don't use breath. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry that that happened to you. Put, put me in the right direction, right? Hey, God we, said, right, not, right. not for that you, just buddy. was a no man a yes somewhere else, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Brother, sisters, come on down to that river. Guaranteed you'll never be the same. There's a fountain flowing from the heart of the Savior. Bring your sins and all your guilty stains. And let that river of life wash it all away. You've been searching, carrying burdens. You've been lost and looking for a home. You've been drifting, something is amiss. You should know that you are not alone Brothers, sisters, come on down to that river Guaranteed you'll never be the same There's a fountain flowing from the heart of the Savior Bring your sins and all your guilty stains Let that river of life wash it all away Sisters, come on down to that river. Guaranteed, 
<laughs> and this is where we cue all the clapping. Yes, uh, that's right. That's right. That was awesome. I really do. I love that song. Thank you. You've taken a, a campy song and made it not so campy. Yeah, you made it. You made it uh, radio worthy. Thank you. Um, you're right. You know, we talk about you read a scripture at its surface value, mm-hmm. and you pick up a key word. You know, from Revelation talking about the river of life that flows, right? Mm-hmm. So you could pick something like that out and then you're connecting it to Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the right. well. Right. I'm even thinking from Psalm 1, blessed is the man who doesn't sit in the seat of scoffers but is planted deep mm-hmm. by the river yeah. which is feeding. It right. is life. And then, yeah. you know, Absolutely. blood representing life. Anyway, yeah. we could talk about this. Well, and it's a beautiful thing because it's, it's like, once again, it's like that gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. There's often so much more than what we know. Yeah. And there's so much more. That's the beauty yeah. of the Holy Spirit and of the scriptures of, of digging deeper yeah. and deeper. Yeah. You know, water throughout scriptures represents so many different things. And life represents. So it's cleansing. You know, there can be joy in, in swimming. You know, yeah. that's not necessarily talked about right. in, in the scriptures, but we find that in life. You know, the there's baptism so much, waters. Baptism. There's yeah. cleansing. There's healing. It quenches our thirst. And so mm-hmm. there's so much mm-hmm. that you can go on and on about you know, this one subject that yeah. keeps uh, going. Even the rains that they're bringing life through mm. crops, right. you know, and then agrarian right. system in the yeah. Old Testament is, uh, yeah. Anyway. See, wait, I should have written a song with you. We should have <laughs> talked. Maybe there's another There's another song somewhere. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. I don't know if we can use the words agrarian system in the yeah. song. Uh, we'll have to well, we'll f- make we it more can, poetic. We can figure it out. I'll play saxophone for <laughs> okay, you. Okay, yeah. Um, and we'll then we'll play Kenny G over me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we better get to Christmas, otherwise someone's going to throw something. Which at Kenny G's a uh, he's a, a follower of your podcast. Yes, <laughs> interesting. Okay, Christmas. You have a single Christmas single that's come out. Jesus Christ is born, November fifth. Mm-hmm. That came out. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've talked about you can write a song, yes. and then it doesn't really take shape until after you've done that. <laughs> right. So that may be the case here. Yeah, I've only written a handful of Christmas songs. And one of my favorite, we actually did at Christmas at Church of the Apostles uh, last Christmas uh, called um, Born in Bethlehem. Mm. And it's one of my favorite songs, not Christmas songs, but one of my favorite songs right. that I've ever written because it, it kind of tells the story of, of not only the birth of Jesus, but it goes through what he's done after that. And so often... I love Christmas. I really do. Uh, I mean, I was born on Christmas Day. Christmas is important to a lot of people, and yet there's so much more. Christmas is just the beginning. I think a lot of people, even churches, look at Christmas as that's the end-all, be-all. That's the time. That's the season. But it's Mm -hmm. like Easter, to me, is the more important because it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful gift that was given to us. But if Jesus had not lived a a sinless, perfect life and and not given his life on a cross, and even more importantly— risen back to life on the third day on Easter, then it would just be a story, a beautiful story. That's why I try to, when I write Christmas songs, I try to get to that as well. Mm. It's not only talk about the gift of the birth of Jesus, but the gift of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And so I wanted to do that with Jesus Christ is born. Yeah. So you're sort of uh, front to end the life of Christ. Right. So the inspiration is really just you yeah. wanted to convey that out to yeah. people. Yeah, and as an artist, you go in to write a song. You you try to think of two different things. You try to think of a lyric and, and music. Yeah. And so what's – for me, I knew musically going in, I wanted to have something that was a bit jazzy, uh, a little bit different than I normally would write. And so I actually got together with some of the artists at the church, at Church yeah. of the Apostles that play with us on, on Sundays and, and for many other events. And uh, – 
the the drummer John, the bass player Joe, and Dan, the guitar player, uh, often around Christmas time play in this jazz trio together. And so I went, man, I want kind of that feel. Sure. So let me get those guys and go in the studio now. I'm trying to picture a Christmas song being super jazzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you know can happen. Harry Connick Jr. has done That's a great true. job of that. That's true. It can happen. And one Touché. day, yeah, one day I'm going to make a record like that. Um, but it, the song didn't quite turn out that way. But those guys did an amazing job of going in, and it was cool to be able to. You know, I've only been at the church a little over a year and a half now, but to be able to to take those musicians that that I've often played with on Sunday morning and do something outside of the, the church and, and to go to, into a studio together, and they're amazing guys and amazing musicians. Yeah. And so you know, musically, they, they really helped shape that song, uh, even though it been, ended up being musically a little different than I than I wanted it to be. But I knew lyrically, you know, I want, as you were talking about a second ago, I wanted to touch on that uh, almost the whole life of Jesus, of mm-hmm. the birth and that sinless, perfect life, and and at the end of the song, really talking about this amazing gift of life that He brings us because of His death and resurrection, mm-hmm. and not only that, but the promise uh, mm-hmm. of His return. Yeah. And so the story's not done yet. We're right. still, in, in a way, I don't know if this is the correct term, but we're kind of in the middle of the story, you yeah. know, hopefully yeah. towards the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the end is not here yet, and, and we're, as believers, we're anxious for that. That's right. Excited for that. Well, when I think of jazz music, the first name that comes to my mind is Mac Powell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. One day, one day <laughs> one it'll be day. synonymous. Is this a goal of yours? No, is, not no, at all. Okay. <laughs> but it's funny, we joke about it, but I want to do something different. You know, I, I've kind of have my way of doing things, and I've had a couple of Christmas records in the past, and so I just, with this song, with Jesus Christ is Born, I wanted to musically be a little different than anything I've, d- I've done before, and yeah. so uh, I, think, I think we accomplished that. Good. Okay, so you've brought up Christmas. You were born on Christmas Day. Correct. What's that like? So, you know. It's a... Uh, it's, is it great? Is it it's, terrible? It's, is it? it's great and terrible. It's, it it's both. Most yeah. famous person I tell, in human I tell, history. I tell people all the time. I go, you know, when I tell people my birthday is Christmas, they're like, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Well, if you share a birthday with anyone, you don't want it to be Jesus. Because it's, you know, the angels are rejoicing in heaven. And, and Mac. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, by the way, happy birthday, Mac. We got you one present for both. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah okay. So, Keeping in this theme of Christmas, what are some of your favorite Christmas songs? Actually, even going back, like growing up, what yeah. was sort of your – what yeah. the things that you were drawn to? Right. Uh, well, there are a lot wise. of classics that everybody loves. I love Joy to the World. I don't know. There's something about that, the word joy mm. um, with, that's so much deeper than happy. You know, and it's yeah. to me, it's more poetic as well. There's something about you know, as being a believer, um, knowing that joy goes beyond – Fun and it goes beyond happiness. It, mm. it it's something that even in hard times and struggles, you can have the joy of the Lord. And um, I just love that. It's such a classic song, "Joy to the World." Yeah. It's a, a gift that even though maybe not everybody understands or accepts or can comprehend, it is a gift that's been given to the whole world. So, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's you, you think of the depth. I mean, we talk about, you know, the scriptures have so much depth. You could look at a you could do a word study and just deep dive into that. Yeah. But you think, you know, if you were to take the word joy and dive into that, just thinking, you know, inner peace, contentment, mm-hmm. totally fulfilled by yeah. your creator. Yeah, you and know, I think and, some of the times, not all the time, some of the time, a lot of the times when we have joy, 
it can be seen on us. It can be, you know, we're happy, we're in a good yeah. mood, but yeah. not always. Sure. You know, there are times when you can, I mean, it's throughout scriptures where you can be down and struggling and yet still there's joy there because of the hope that we have. Yeah. You know, in, in thinking about the Christmas story, you know, do you feel like there are aspects of sort of the Christmas narrative or, or whatever that, that, that can be overlooked? Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's a subject that we talk about every year. And, and there are songs sung about it. There are new albums every year. And so there's – when there's so much emphasis, secular and sacred, mm. on the time of Christmas, there are some things that can be overlooked. I was thinking about this this morning that something that we all know, we know the humility that our Lord had in being born and placed in a manger. Right. Yeah. And yeah. just nowhere being, to lay his head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the, the king I think of the we, universe. <clears throat> yeah. We know about that and we hear about it. And we even think, wow, that's that's a humble thing for him to do. Um, I am pretty sure I wouldn't do that if I was the Lord, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, to humble myself to that place. Right. And so we know it, and yet I don't think we fully – we can't. We can't fully grasp, you know, that he's born in this little town of – I don't even know. I'm guessing maybe hundreds, mm-hmm. but probably not even. Mm-hmm. Uh, such a small place, such a – humble place. Mm. Uh, there wasn't fanfare, you know, mm-hmm. from from humans sure. necessarily, maybe a handful of people. Yeah. And uh, what what an amazing gift and story and um, humility mm. that, that the Lord kind of shows us. And I, I think that's something that we, even though we talk about it and we know about it, we don't fully grasp. Yeah. And it's it kind of marks out his life. Right, absolutely. He's going to continue in that yeah, humility, absolutely, all the way till the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume uh, there are different people who would debate, but he he didn't really have a lot his whole life. I don't I don't think right. they had a lot of money. Right. Uh, they worked hard, yeah. and and that's the, the going past Christmas, thinking about the young age of Jesus, of child Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. the humility that he had to have, mm-hmm. and not having to win the games yeah. and not having to actually correct everyone and I know the truth and yet mm. <laughs> so mm. it's it's mm. a it's a humble life that he you're right totally right that he it wasn't just the birth but the whole life of Jesus yeah. climactically it is final humiliation in the death mm. on the cross wow. which then yeah. is the river of life that right. brings life to us yeah. um, what about christmas traditions in your yeah you know, growing up or you're home now when your yeah. kids come back from college right. and you've got kids at home as well mm-hmm. who are in school. You know, what are some of the traditions that you guys yeah. – Growing up, the definitely the tradition growing up for me, the, the thing that sticks out was going to my grandfather's house hmm. uh, on Christmas Eve. I grew up in this little town, Clanton, Alabama, in the middle of nowhere in, in Alabama. And he lived in a little – I'm guessing it was about a – 850-square-foot house, a real small house, a little two-bedroom house. And I had tons and tons of cousins and aunts and uncles, and yet everyone, this small little house, everybody was, on it. Yes, yeah, sure, okay. was there. And we would shoot fireworks yeah, yeah. on right. Christmas. You're the family. Yeah, we, we are the family. <laughs> everybody called the cops on. We'd shoot fireworks. All the kids were running outside playing games. Um, very humble and uh, cheap, inexpensive gifts, you know. Um, but there was something about going to Papa's house. Mm. Just a few weeks ago, turned 94 years old. Wow. And 
unfortunately, we don't we don't because different people have moved to different areas. We don't keep that tradition. But that yeah. growing up, that was the thing. You looked so forward to going to Pop yeah. Ball and Granny's house yeah. Yeah. on Christmas yeah. Eve. And now, as an adult uh, with five kids, uh, we kind of carry on that tradition. We have Christmas Eve at our house, and all of my wife's side of the family comes over. Tons of cousins, and uh, you know, a lot of chaos. Now we've we've started doing themes in the past three or four uh, Christmases. Like one Christmas we did uh, ugly sweater Christmas, you know, yes. so everybody had their ugly Christmas sweaters, and then uh, then we had like Mexican food <laughs> one one Christmas, and then I think last year we did like uh, a Christmas story where they ate at a Chinese restaurant. We had Chinese food catered, so you know that we try to do a little different, shake it up every year. But that's that's the that's the tradition that I love is is being able to have my my wife's family come over for Christmas Eve, and her her grandfather he passed away about four years ago. But but uh, uh, Big Papa we called him. He would he would always read uh, the Luke two the Christmas story mm. to us, and everybody mm. would settle mm. down and, and listen to him read it. And that's a a great tradition we had. Mm. Picking up on that, we have traditions, and, and and there's definitely the you know the gathering and the family and the togetherness that we that people love. Um, but what about like in the sort of into the spiritual realm? Not to say that that's not because togetherness yeah, is sure. certainly a spiritual thing. Yeah. But um, you know, you picked up the reading of the of the Luke passage mm-hmm. and, and the coming of Christ with your family. Just the seven of you. Do you guys do anything together? Is it sort of is there church service and reflection time? Yeah. Or anything like that? That well, you guys now do? The, now the new tradition for us uh, as of last year is to uh, be at Church of the Apostles on Christmas Eve. <laughs> okay. uh, so, and I love Welcome. that. I love that we are able to go as a family on, on Christmas Eve to church. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that, uh, unfortunately, is kind of, uh, you know, not as not as in vogue as it was when I was younger. Yeah. And, and perhaps even when you were younger. Mm. Um, no, I've always been at Apostles. So I've always <laughs> gone to church. <laughs> no, I didn't mean you and your family. I meant other people. You know, I think uh, yeah. that's kind of Sorry, slowly. Sorry, I thought you were talking to me. No, no, no. That's, that's kind of slowly gone away like, where I don't know if that's as big of a deal uh, of course, you know churches are are fuller at christmas and and e- and and Easter, but um I hope that you know that we especially in the West that we would kind of remember that tradition of of going to church together and um uh, i I love that that we're able to do that now, my family with Church of the apostles um back to your birthday mm-hmm. do you guys do a big birthday celebration? The, you know, there's so much going on uh, for Christmas. That's the other thing you kind of miss. Like when I was a kid, seat. yeah, yeah, I take the back seat. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I never had any birthday parties because there was Christmas stuff going on, and I, you weren't in school. Because usually, a lot of people who are in school during their birthdays, yeah, and yeah, so they have course. birthday parties yeah. with all their. I didn't have any of that. I would have like my cousins there, and my mom made like you know. A, a Christmas tree cake, or like I didn't have GI Joe cakes. No. I didn't have you know you didn't have nothing. That summer birthday. Yeah, kinda. I didn't have anything cool like that. It was like water balloons. And yeah, stuff. <laughs> none. Of, definitely no water balloons. Ice balloons. Uh, yeah, no, it, exactly. It, it was you know it was not. It's not fun having a Christmas birthday. I'm yeah. sure there's some people out there that can relate. My wife's birthday is the 18th of December, so it's not very different. Even right. if your birthday yeah. is around yeah, Christmas, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not fun. But I will say. The tradition that we continue on, that I'm absolutely um, 
uh, will never fade as long as I'm living is for my birthday dinner, we get to go to Waffle House every oh, Christmas night because that's the only thing open. So. Yeah, that's right, which is why the Christmas story there at the Chinese restaurant because it's the only thing that's, that's the only thing open. Yeah, yeah. So we, we just <laughs> change that to Waffle choice. House. Yes, yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Um, okay, we had some yeah. requests. Okay. Joy to the World and Silent Night. One, two, ready. Let's do one more. Uh... Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round young virgin, mother and child.
Christmas Eve service at Church of the Apostles. Yes. And that's at um, 3 and 5 o'clock Christmas Eve. And so this is a personal invitation. If you are in the Atlanta area, yes, absolutely. please um, make sure you make your way and you'll hear music from Mac and the Apostles worship team and a message from Dr. Michael Youssef. Yes. Um, and if you do not live in the Atlanta area but would like to participate, you can join on LTW Live, and um, we'll give you that information in the show notes and those links uh, so you can be part of that. And Merry Christmas, everybody. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> Mac Powell, new album that came out October 15th, New Creation, the song River of Life I'm sure people have heard. You've got a new Christmas single, Jesus Christ is Born. Mm -hmm. Brother, it's always good to be with you. Thank you for coming back into our official studios. Love it. Thanks so much for having me. So grateful to have you in Candid Conversations. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her Of his love.